Okay, here we are back at it again. Um, last time was sort of a ramp up to what is hopefully going to go down tonight. We'll see where we get to. No hurry, no rush at all. Um, but it seems that we're coming to the Battle of Gracklestuck very soon. Um, so cheers, boys. Clinkies! Clinkies all around. GLHF. Yarg. GLHF. This is it. This is it. Cheers. Uh, good luck, gamers. No. Um, I don't know if I ever did a mic check with my mic. We did one for you. Um, oh, Bacardi sucks. That was weird. It tastes sweet. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing some rum because there's going to be maybe some seafaring going on later on. Um, just real quickly, a couple of you all went to various people's. Um, TJ, Rostos, you went to go talk to the Sferf Neblin. You got some siege weapons to cause a distraction at the main front gate of Gracklestuck. Um, Kratzmeyer Caliban, you went to uh, King Brunor Battlehammer, and he gave you um, a spell, some magical armor, which we'll talk about in just a second, and a um, eight elite lizard warriors that, again, you're sending to the front lines to distract at the front of Gracklestuck. Um, let's see. Sir Lauren, Jesse, you went to Menzo Barans and talked to your old buddy uh, Jarlaxle, who gave you six ships with five crew members each and then appointed captains for them as well. So you have your own little tiny fleet. Um, they're smaller ships, but they do have two cannons on each side, and they can be ran by a small crew. An um, armada, you mean? Ooh, no, <laughs> let's not go that far. Yeah. Are the fleet fleet? Are the elite lizards lizard folk or like? No, they're dwarves riding lizards. Gotcha. Okay. Lizard riders. <laughs> they're dwarves riding lizard folk. Yeah, no, no, no. Nope. <laughs> Big ass lizards. Um, and then That's Jin, it. Juniper, Elliot, you went to Gracklestuck nope. on a uh, mm-hmm. sort of mission to f- talk to the giants. Um, you were kind of tricked by Gratz, who took the form of uh, one of the giants and um, revealed himself, taunted you, uh, and told you to run home. It was girl. a trap. <laughs> I don't remember any of that happening. But okay. But we are going to... Um, I just want to double check. Jesse's wearing a Star Wars shirt. Elliot, what's your shirt? Okay, good. Wear at Studios shirt for Elliot. I'm wearing a um, High on Fire shirt. We got a Howling Dark shirt for Kratz. Yeah. yeah. And I'm wearing a Wear at Studios. Wear at I wore my Wear at Studios shirt yesterday for Easter, so. Okay. I wore my Hot Dog shirt yesterday. Nice. Okay, yeah. okay. As long as it's good coverage. We got yeah, good coverage. Th- there's representation for sure. Um, okay, we're going to begin tonight, and we're going to assume that everyone that you are gathering for this battle, we're going to hand wave some shit because I'm not really interested in that sort of like, Really, it would be like lo- like logistics role playing. Like, oh, you got to be here by this time. They'll be at the underdim when you need them to be, and they'll be where you want them to go when you want them to do that. Holy I'm shit. talking about your armies and your mm-hmm. other uh, faction. I shouldn't say army because it's on the smaller side. But you know what I'm saying? Um, an army. Same with the boats. Jesse Jarlaxel told you where they'll be near the Dark Lake. You know the location. You'd be easy easily find those ships there, um, and they'll meet you over there. Up until then, we're going to assume that any NPC that you all need to talk to and give directions to are in the Underden. We're going to begin with all of you all, just the four of you in the Howling Dark proper. You all are sitting within the uh, bar area of the Underden, okay? 
Okay. And that way we can kind of get started from there. Everyone's done their travels, teleported around, and um, the were rats are kind of serving you some of their gross food that they keep making for you. That's but it, it tastes pretty good. Do we have to talk to Chris Blackheart about our things? I think it's just up to us what we do. Okay. We'll say we catch all four of us up on our journeys, though, so we know yeah. what we got from each place, and then we're going from there, it sounds like, by yep. DM. Uh, at one point, one of the elite um, dwarven lizard riders, he's going to come in, and when he comes in, he's wearing bronze armor that has sort of a lizard head on the top of it that kind of comes down down to his nose, if you know Ooh. what I'm talking about. That looks like and the Mega Man. You can see that he has kind of scales all over his shoulders where his pauldrons are, and he has a huge battle axe uh, behind him. And he comes up to Caliban, and he gives you four parchments, large, large parchments. He said, these are from King Battlehammer. Do well with them. Thank you, yes. Hopefully the boy's good and skilled. Chris. And he'll, uh, he'll head out. Lauren, if you'd like to call Chris, we have some schematics that he can work on. I will go fetch him. Now I'm going to grab uh, Chris Blackheart from the back. Um, Chris, we have some documents for you. All right. What are we looking at here? One of each. Oh, ah, mama. All right. Well, yeah. Um, they make sense to you. You know what's weird? They do. <laughs> Mr. Blackheart, well, how did you learn this, just staring at the fire? I just, I just get this shit, man. I'm surprised I didn't get any nerd comments from you, giving you pieces of parchment. The fire's good for people. Sometimes. Well, there's no words on these. All of yours have just a bunch of words on them. What do you do, help grow flowers or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm well. kidding. I love you, Caliban. Love you, too. All right, you want me to get to work on them right away? Yes. yes, and I'll cast telekinesis and use it to uh, make his underwear wedge up his crack and then give him a very strong wedgie. And he goes, oh! and he just kind of looks back and just keeps on walking back. <laughs> the uh, I'll, the I'll catch up to him in the hallway real quick, and I'll pull out uh, four of the angel feathers. I know it's just a simple test, but if you could form these into class for capes that we could wear as we go into battle. I would appreciate it. No problem, Pops. I'm glad you finally found your place, as every Duragar should. What is that supposed to mean? You found the thing that you're good at. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too, yeah. It was really easy. I don't know, it's just something, something's in there. I don't know, I just, I, I kind of get this. It makes me happy, you know? Well, it was what you were made for. Oh, thanks, Pops. I'm proud of you. Well, <laughs> have a good evening. <laughs> Rastos is going to pull out his painter's supplies and what art supplies he has. He goes, oh, wait, let me. And he starts drawing a picture on a piece of paper. And uh, it's going to look like uh, the things gladiators wore on their arms. But, you know, Rastos, poor drawing. It's going to be like, oh, Farkas, which arm is this one? And he points to his arm, one of his arms. Uh, that would be your right, Mr. Rastos. Ah, yes. Our... T-E. Okay. And then he keeps writing and draws this picture for what he wants his yeah. shit you, to look like. You all can decide how you, when you delve these out to um, who's wearing them, these armors, um, you can tell us what they look like. 
You notice when you're asking Fargus that he seems to be writing intently in his book something. Are you drawing a picture too? Nope, can't draw, Mr. Rossus. Uh, do you need me to draw a picture for what you're writing? Just recounting everything that we've been through, Mr. Rossus. I've got it. Uh, like One. Nico did. Sometimes a word is worth a thousand <laughs> pictures, Mr. Rostos. Hmm. Well, when you say things, I see a lot of pictures. There you go. <laughs> Rostos starts drawing. Calvin will get Lauren and Juniper like adults watching a child. Okay, now to discuss <laughs> the real matters. <laughs> like dinner? Yes. Yes. You're doing your own thing while we discuss battle tactics. Let us call in Anika and the rest of the captains. We'll call in Hane, Alistine. Biggs, Wedge, and Anika to prepare our final battle tactics. The six captains oh, of the Brig and Dare. And, uh, oh. and uh, what's her face? Eldith. 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 The leader of the Oh, army. yeah, Eldith. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, the six captains of the Brig and Dareth and Eldith, the leader of the dwarves who you all saved when you went back in time and changed the whole fucking campaign timeline. <laughs> oh, what a stupid idea. Caliban will step aside and look to Lauren and. Lauren, would you like to break it down for us? Yes. Eldith, you can't become from there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me there. Let, me, let me try that again. Uh. It's okay. Take your time, Sir Lord. <laughs> Eldith, you will be leading the main force against the gates of Gracklestar. You have siege weapons at your disposal, as well as your own personal armor that should protect you. I we're doing a we all siege, are we? Indeed we are. All right then. So, you will be leading the main force. However, you will not be alone. We will be attempting to resurrect the dragon who once held Gracklestar, known as Thumbershot. If it doesn't work, no big deal. However, you do have a prototype cannon that could potentially blast a hole in the main door. If I, it works. And a ballista and a trebuchet too. Absolutely. You won't be alone in this. We'll be sending an alternate to the, the other captains of the boats. You all will be making havoc on the northwest side of, side of Gracklestuff from the Dark Lake. You'll be firing upon the city. We will be using illusions to make it seem like we are joining the fray. Meanwhile, the Howling Dark here and Anika, we will be flanking along the right side of the city and making a beeline for work, the former throne of King Rothgar. The Black Tower. Yes. You know, I... A wee bit of a dream about that last night. Speak more on this. Tall, growing obsidian tower, heading up into caverns, breaking through, going to the up above world. He wishes. <laughs> As I'm drawing. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> Are you on your stomach with your legs <laughs> in the air? You break the crayon that you're holding. I, I like to think he's just like scribbling with <laughs> yeah. one hand. He goes, <laughs> just doesn't even look up and goes, he wishes. Yeah. With his tongue, with his tongue between his awesome. teeth. <laughs> oh my god. Hopefully that dream will not come to pass. Aye. It rests on our shoulders. As of tonight, are we going to try the resurrection today? I believe it is time. We will try the resurrection today, and I will also attempt to scry on either Grecostar itself or some of the denizens in there that I know. If it works, we'll have a greater idea of what the layout of the city is, and then we can also the plan there. At the very least, if the resurrection works, in five days we will begin our march. All I know is I shouldn't be there when you resurrect him. 
I have to kill him. It's pretty simple. Gratz is very powerful. We, t we convince him that we are his thralls. At least you were. And I can back this up and say I escaped Crackle Stuff because I'm a Durgar. Uh, we're telling him not the truth. Correct. We'll tell him specific portions of the truth. Hopefully his hatred for Gratz overwhelms his hatred for us. After all, it was Gratz who put the blade through his head, and from what I'm told. Offer him his seat and his city back in Gracklestone. Perhaps his logic will overrule his emotion and he'll join us in the battle. I like it. Eldith, it may be tomorrow, it may be five days from now, but prepare your soldiers, prepare those who will follow you, and enjoy these last moments of peace. We will. Aye. Uh, the captains nod and understand their orders as well. Um, and everyone is prepping for battle. They realize they've got a couple days. Um, they're familiarizing uh, themselves with each other. Eldith is sort of getting the dwarven uh, troops in order in particular. They sort of are the, the large faction. Um, and they're sort of also trying to figure out what to do with the were-rats, right? How are they going to use them in battle as well if they should have their own faction? They're discussing that kind of stuff. Meanwhile... Um, should we get to the, the Draco resurrection? Fuck it, let's do it. All right. You're sitting at this table. Everyone has their orders. You're brought around. Well, uh, outside. We'd probably go out. Oh, He's sure. a big, but chonky dragon. Maybe we take him to <laughs> where the demon battle was. It's kind of poetic. That's not too far. It's, right. it's a what big chamber right outside. resurrect something else? We, I can't accidentally resurrect something else. You never know. <laughs> I mean, bet. Then we'd make a deal with them. I mean, I, it wouldn't be resurrection. That'd be summoning, because yeah. they go back to the abyss. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you want to head to that fungal forest? Yes. Yeah, we'll walk over there. All right. So as you all... Is it just the four of you? Ross and Anika. staying behind, I think. <laughs> Anika with us as I, well. I think if you ask me to... I don't know if you'll ask me or two. Well, if you don't want to go because you're afraid he might... Get pissed off at you right away. It's not a bad idea. That's yeah. not a bad idea for you to stay back. Yeah. Just keep an eye on the Underden Rastos. We'll be back soon. But Rastos will draw and talk to the Were Rats. Cool. All right. So it's going to be three of you with Anika. Yeah. And then on the way, I'll uh, talk to Lauren. Lauren, what of Chris Blackheart? What of Hane? Will they join you in battle? Hane will certainly be joining us. And your son? Chris will not. His battle prowess, as you remember, is. Was frighteningly low. <laughs> I guess if you're given a second chance to protect your kin, it's worth it to use it. It's also clear that he's worth far more as a blacksmith than a warrior. Better served over a forge than in front of a fight. That is correct. Well, you have that dragon scale? I do. No time like the present. Do you want to make a prayer? Yep, I'll attempt to divine intervention with my God. So as you're, God is. as you're thinking of a prayer you want to say, I want to describe to the listeners real quickly sort of the conversation we had about this. We were talking about resurrection and true resurrection and what uh, the differences between those were. And uh, Sir Lauren does have some scales from a dragon. And resurrection basically says that you need uh, to touch a deceased creature. And then uh, Jeremy Crawford ruled that... Uh, it should be some sort of corpse, but it can be up to the DM. And just because it's a, an adult red dragon, I, f I figured that it would be fair to give Jesse a chance uh, and roll for it. 
rather than rule yay or nay. So that's why we're ruling it this way. I just wanted to, you know, be transparent about that to anyone who's curious. Um, and do you have anything you want to say to your... Remind me who your god is. Saloon. Saloon. Yes, I will uh, put the scale down, the diamond down. Uh, kind of kneel in front of it. Oh, holy moonlight. Please grant me the power to make something from nothing. To take this mere morsel and spawn that which was taken from Grakosta by the demon below. Then I'll begin casting Resurrection. All right. So you have the scales in front of you. You begin to cast it. You put your hands forth. The diamond sort of floats out from your hands and is spiraling in front of the scales that you've laid out. Let's make a D100 roll, Jesse. Oh, let's go! Oh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Twenty. All right, the diamond spins. <laughs> the scales kind of float up for a second, and they fall back down. The diamond falls down, completely still intact. And you hear in your mind, in his lair. Ay, ay, ay. What? What was it? It didn't work. She said, "In his lair." Well, we all knew. <laughs> It was a long shot. However, again, the spell usually takes an hour. Did this not take? This did not take an hour, did it? No. Oh, oh man! All right. Uh, we couldn't take a chance while we're in there. The situation is fluid. If we are approaching from the Dark Lake, that's north. Our yes. army is approaching from the front gate. That's south. The There's idea. a city in between those two things. However, just, Jesse, just to come jump in there, if the spell worked, it would still take an hour. Right, okay. Okay, okay. No, that was to see if it was working. Because you were going to form a whole adult dragon from Yeah, scales. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So even if it worked... It would take an hour. It would take an hour. Okay. But if most of the body is still there, would it still take an hour? Yes. Okay. Theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically, of course. You pray to your God again, we can see. Yeah, pray to God. Uh, okay. Nothing changes. That is fine. For the rest of the days until we leave, I'll be praying for something else. Something less <laughs> grand, I suppose the word would be. But we should return now. We still have a diamond in our possession, so that's enough. Very well. All right, and you all return to the under den. Sans dragon. During that time, could uh, Rastus have talked to the were-rats? Yeah, totally. Uh, and I think he would have gone to the kitchen and gone up to Chipgren and gone, Hello, hello Mr. Chipgren. Uh, I'm wondering, these the things you're cooking, they're wonderful. Mm -hmm. Are you using anything of a... Oil. There was a thing in the gladiator pits I used to rub on my muscles so they glistened in the sun. <laughs> he just doesn't even respond to you and just, like, doesn't look at you and just holds up a bottle of what would be akin to Underdark olive oil. It's just mushroom oil. Ooh. 
Ah, oh, could I have that, please? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, do you have more to cook with? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, excellent. And he sort of stows it away, and then he'll walk to the forge and give Chris. He's black. busy cooking for the entire army. That's why he's not talking to you oh, right gotcha. now. He's like, they're all working hard, all the rats in the kitchen. Good work. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, have a good night. Yes. Uh, now to see Mr. Christopher Blackhearts. And I'll go and see him. Okay. And I'll be like, uh, Christopher, I was wondering, uh, one of those pieces of armor, could they look like this? And I hold up the picture that I drew. <laughs> huh? <laughs> see, it goes on my arm yeah, like this. Yeah, you already told me that. Oh, I did? Yeah, on your right arm. Yeah, oh, I don't remember. Vargas ran and told me. Oh. I got it. Oh, do you need the picture? No, I'm really busy <laughs> right now. Uh, okay. Go get some rest. Fine. And I'll go do push-ups. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Vargas is in there kind of humming something. <laughs> you can hum it louder. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm still working something out. Oh, a new song? No. An old song? No. Hmm. Well, that confuses me. I'm going to do push-ups, Farkas. Uh, thank you for telling Chris about the armor I wanted. Of course. Uh, yeah, you can have the picture. I'll put it with the other pictures. And he puts it up, like, he tacks it onto the wall full of your, like, you know, I almost <laughs> said poorly drawn pictures. Your amateurish style pictures. They like an art group, right? Drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. And, uh, he You've will... got, like, 20 of them up there by now. I... You drew a whole bunch in the library, so... He just stacks them, just yeah. keeps putting more on yep. there. It's like, uh... It's like a refrigerator. Sure. Yeah. Or a friend's house where they hang up art on every one yeah. wall. You yeah. Know? That's what he's doing. Okay. And then he'll just do push-ups and, uh, work out. Cool. You level up three levels? No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, it's like a One Punch Man, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you all get back to the Underdark. Underden, I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn. The unfortunately named under... No, I love the name. I just fuck it up. Um, and yeah, you can see everyone prepping. Uh, meals are being cooked by Chip Grin. Um, other people are training, kind of getting their formations down. Calvin will uh, talk to Juniper. Juniper, I asked Lauren of his vested interest in Harney and Chris Blackheart, but what of the denizens of the Underden right now? Shusha, Jinjar, Sark, Topsy-Turvy, Stool... Prince Darendelle, Glabagool. These are lives that have been lost once and that were given back to us, gifted back to us. Is there utility in the battle? Or is that something that we can save and they can stay here safe? What do you think? Yes, they, uh, well, that is a tough question. I do believe if they want to come with us that they can come with us, but I would uh, not force it upon them to die again or for us to witness their death a second time volunteer basis yes we did not conscript them to this cause sounds fair I just hope their bravery doesn't end in tragedy we shall see yes also sorry about fucking that up you know, the thing with, you know, Gretzd. 
You'll never owe me an apology in your life, whether that ends three days from now or many years. You've done more than anyone that I've known before. All of you. Thank you, you. Caliban. You three, I have a question now. What's up? Sop. We have this, we have this diamond. Are we going to try again to resurrect the dragon? I feel that once it failed, it has failed. Then? Yes, if it requires your full attention and presence for a long period of time, I do not think it would be a viable thing to do, but... Uh, then if you don't mind, I would shave half this crystal into dust. I uh, have some experience shaping materials if you would like some diamond dust. Absolutely. Because then as long as we can maintain, I'm sure there's a scale around here somewhere. Maintaining half of it would mean we could maintain a resurrection spell in case the worst happens to us. Chris is good with, with the, the weighing scales. I can work with him. Yes. Then the other half we could turn into diamond dust. And that way I would be able to very well. Restore certain things or break charms. As far as preparation for the battle, I only had a couple of small things to do, so this will occupy my time. I could take it now if you'd like. Absolutely. Now hand me the crystal. And I will go to uh, Latigor's forge to uh, have Chris weigh it and start working on hammering out some diamond dust out of it. Yep. He, you want half of it? Yeah, 500. Yeah, GP. so half it. Turn so it into a 500 do. gold diamond, essentially. Yeah, so you'll have five uses of greater restoration then, right? Right, yeah, right. Cool. And yeah, absolutely. In between doing that, um, Caliban will, uh, you know, try to get some uh, pigmented mushrooms and things and use his mortar and pestle to try to make a rudimentary paint, just for, like, face paint and stuff like that of different colors. Yeah. So that's what he'll be working on up until leading to battle, diamond dust and paint. When you're giving him the diamond dust... Chris calls Sir Lorne over. And he said, Dad, listen. Yes, sir. I think we could do something more interesting with this. If you were to cast your spell on it now and give it out to people as this powdered form, I think they could use it themselves. You're su- suggesting greater restoration. If you were to bless it, they would be able to use it on themselves rather than have you cast it. Very well. Does that make sense? Yes. Almost like a potion. Yes. Like a greater restoration potion. Very well. That anyone could use. <laughs> it might kind of zap you for tonight, though. I mean... That is fine. I can continue work tomorrow, then. And it would be five uses. Five uses. Yes. Maybe, you know... One spread it. party. Well, I think it's valuable in your hands too, as just just a dust. Yes. So one for each of the party, and then you have material components for one spell usage. We can also just choose to turn the entire diamond to dust. Time permitting sounds equitable. You all let me know what you want to do, and then you can let me know at a later time. Okay. Um. Day passes, um, and you all are still prepping for battle. Everyone's getting rest. Um, 
Yeah, what's the next what's the next move here then? You've got a you said five days, but we're not it's you all are the attackers here. Right. Um, the longer the wait, the stronger the reinforcements will be. I know Jesse, you said you wanted to scry. Right. Should we get into that? Sure thing. I'll um, gather everyone around, pull out this first thing in the morning he pulls out a crystal, crystal ball. Crystal ball sets out in the middle of the table. Calban's kinda giddy. Divination magic excites him. <laughs> are you ready to give this a try, huh? Yes. See what our enemies are up to. Suppose first. <laughs> we'll start with the center of the city of Grekelstar and see if we can scry on that using an object since that's the easiest way to scry. Now I'll attempt just to scry at, uh, let's see, the, uh, let's say the. What might still be there? The hold of the Deep King. Can, can't well, just, that's probably a tower now. Can you just do a person? I can do a person, but uh, location is guaranteed to work. Unless it's a different location, or if I can't use the location. Where? I guess. So I guess it would be... Uh, Latigar's Furrow. Above that. One of the bridges above Latigar's yes. Furrow? Yes. So in the center of town, something that may not have changed too dramatically. Okay. Is that what you're shooting for? Yes. All right. As you, you see it for a second, the crystal ball, right? This dark mist begins to form around it. You see a bridge, but this bridge is a completely obsidian. It's very sleek and it's very, it's a lot more aesthetically pleasing to those who might be considered an edgelord um, than it was before, right? It has sharp points on it, very smooth handrails. Everything is reflective as well. And as you're kind of zooming in on it through your crystal ball, you just see a six-fingered black hand ah. stop the crystal ball, and then it just goes back to the normal thing. What? What was it? Everything's been turned into obsidian there. Nothing looks quite the same. You, so, you saw the city? Only for moments. Is it overrun with demons? You not, didn't see any demons. Not necessarily demons. And from what Juniper has told us, it's mostly Duragar in a fervor of mirth. Meat sacks. Next I will try. Next I will attempt the brewery in the northeast side of the town. Okay. And uh, the coastline there. Okay. You go, and again, it starts to this dark smoke begins to fill your um, crystal ball, right? You look into it, and you don't see the brewery, but what you see is a giant, what can only be described as a brothel, right? It is black and red and violent with its colors, and as you're sort of zooming into this brewery, a black six-fingered hand puts its hand out, and it goes back to the normal crystal ball. All right. But you were able to see the coast, and you could see that they are setting up cannons. Cannons on the coast? Yes. Oof. Okay, that changes things. Well, but, all across oh, it, yeah. though, but they're spread out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's good and then finally, I will reach into things I've been traveling with. 
and place the arrow of Dro on the table and use it as a scrying focus to fo- try and scry on Dro. And I have to roll for this, right? Yes. yes. Hold on, let me just pull what you need to do. Yeah, here. I got it right here. Okay, cool. Um, it's going to be uh, familiar, so it's going to be a minus five for me. I got, after modifiers, I got a five. 17 is to beat. Cool. So the black smoke comes together once again, and what you see is Dro's face through the crystal ball, and you can see that he's holding up Deathblade, and he's talking into you through Deathblade, and he's going to say, Sir Lord, what is it that you want? What would it take for you and Nico to betray Graz? <laughs> Getting right to the the impossible, aren't we? Someone would think. You're trying to spy on us. What is it that you want to know? We have nothing to hide. What do you want to see? He even turns around, like almost like it's like a FaceTime <laughs> thing, you know? He turns God. around the sword so you can see the city, and you can see that there's a lot of the Dwergar have really started to morph into actual demons. They're hotter looking, taller, slimmer, more shiny, all different colors with wings coming out of their backs. Uh, I'm so fucked. <laughs> what is it that you want? We have nothing to hide. We know your plans. It's Anton! Subscribe to our Patreon! All your support helps! Buy sick merch at wearatstudios.com! Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, look at our Facebook and Twitch! Subscribe to our YouTube to see what we do behind the scenes! We're at Studios and Stress Super Cool! Yeah! I guess there's nothing I want. You don't want to see anything. I respect you, Sir Lauren, and I respect you, Rostos, and I respect you, Caliban, Jin Juniper, I respect you. What is it that you want? Let's make it fair. I know Gratz is a liar. We know he's a deceiver. What is it that you want? Let's make things interesting. Do not listen to him. It could be grasped. I want you and Nico not to be involved when we fight Gratzd. Okay, well then, uh, how about this for a trade? Don't come to Gracklestock. You don't come here, we won't get involved. Sir Lord, you know what's coming. How long is it until you break through the surface? Not long. (laughs) He points the sword up so you can see that it's beginning to crest. You can even see it moving and some debris falling from the cavern above. When you say it, the Black Tower Black is Tower, growing I'm sorry. infinitely higher and yes. higher, breaching yes. the literal under the upper dark crust. Well, yeah, it's it's not. I mean, you would surmise you're right. in the under dark. There's the middle dark, the upper dark. It's getting up there. Not long. Is that it? That's what you wanted to know. Your inevitable demise, the demise of the material realm. Oh, if only knew our real plans. Tell Grast 
I hope he's ready to see Loth. I won't have to tell him. Very good. Because she will be coming. I'm sure she will. Absolutely. Are we done? We are. Crystal goes back to its normal. What? Nice to get the dog. Have a nice chat. Did it work? Well, yeah, you could see everything. Oh, yeah, you guys, the, you guys the party did. Yeah. yeah. Oh. You all were all sitting around the crystal ball. Yeah. You all saw and heard everything. He used to be a lot nicer. I'd say he was pretty nice. Well, I don't see any reason of waiting any longer. It seems inevitable. This conflict, the longer we wait, the stronger they become. You're not wrong. You must leave tomorrow. What if we wait for the service? If they're cracking it already. So many deaths would come from that. That blood will not be on our hands. I have one thing I can try to entreat my God for. No more innocent I'm not going to attempt to myself again. I'm going to retire to my chambers and prepare for tomorrow. I'll return in about an hour. I'll go notify Elder and the warriors. At dawn, we ride. Caliban goes and tells the warriors they begin making their final preparations. Excuse me. This for Nevelyn begin getting the war machines ready. Um, and you have the eight elite wizard, uh, lizard riders in front. Um, you have the dwarven infantry as they're making their formations. And the were rats are kind of scraggling around behind the, uh, the war machines. Um, can I look for a... I don't, I don't know what the sort of bag is, but it's like just like a, uh, like the, a chrome bag, but no flaps on it. You know, just like, like a, a satchel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Rastos will walk around the front of the underden looking for sort of sizable, good, hand-fisted rocks. Okay. To put in there. Sure. Uh, he's also gonna look around for like really shitty sheets in the underden. <laughs> you and, can like, find some shitty sheets. The, probably the shittiest ones to probably cut a few uh, scraps of that off with one of his like hand axes, like carefully uh, cutting like several, like one inch by like five inch long sheets. Straps. Like, yeah, straps. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Jin Juniper, anything you want to do or prepare? No, not really. I'm just going to hang out and uh, meditate and uh, lift up stones around me. Just okay. Nothing. We're gonna, we're gonna. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, you're meditating with the stones around you. Uh, we're gonna cut to Sir Lauren, and then uh, we're gonna talk some armor here in a second. All Sir right. Lauren, you go to your, you retire to your room. Now, once again, kneel down. My goddess, my master. If they're that eager to break through to the above ground, then let's give them a taste of how strong moonlight can be. Please embolden my spell, Dawn, and make it cover the entirety of Brakosta when the battle begins. Sick. Two. I want fucking two. One. I want fucking two. So this is divine intervention, correct? Uh, yes. Less than right. my cleric level. Yep. You. Oh my god. <laughs> You hear... You use those old dice, too. Old Baylor dice. Oh this my probably God. wouldn't make sense to anyone but Sir Lauren. What you hear 
is a twinkle of moonlight in your head. Oh my fucking God. Nicely rolled, Jesse. Holy shit. My, uh, Divine intervention, I've never seen it work. Yeah, I know. I've never either. seen that work. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Now with a raging erection, I will class greater restoration on the diamond dust and then gassed from that experience, I'll go out and join the party. Right. Around this time, you go out Ooh. and join the party, you are completely fucking fried with your uh, divine abilities spent and everything. Chris Blackheart's going to say, armor's ready. Now, I'm going to ask you all to describe what the armor that you all had created looked like, okay? All right, y'all. What's the armors look like? Where are they going? Who's getting what? There's a last stand armor. Um, DM, do you want me to describe what it does? Yeah. Uh, this we are actually going to give to the leader of our armies, Eldith. It's a plus one bonus to AC while wearing it, and uh, it shimmers softly. But the big thing is, if you die while wearing this armor, it is destroyed, and each celestial, fey, and fiend within 30 feet of you must succeed on a DC 15 charisma saving throw or be banished to its home plane of existence, unless it is already there. So sadly, if our front army does perish and Eldith falls, hopefully take out a chunk of Gratz's army. It is immaculate plate that uh, shimmers and is reflective in its hardened steel nature. Badass, what's it look like? That, that's what I'll, I was giving it to. Okay. Reflective, uh, immaculate, even if, you know, no specks of dirt or anything. It, it shimmers and it's reflective. Like awesome. she's a beacon of hope. That totally works out for me. A slight green on there. Yeah, fuck off, dude. All right. No green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rastos, what's your armor look like and what'd you take? I took Mizium armor, which is plus one to AC. Overing this armor, it shimmers softly, so it keeps glowing. Uh, this armor is reinforced with magically enhanced metal alloy called Mizium, which is made in Chris Blackheart's foundry. While you're wearing this armor, any critical hit against you becomes a normal hit. In addition, when you are subjected to a magical effect that allows you to make a strength or constitution saving throw to take only half damage, you instead take no damage if you succeed. Huge for you. Canceling those crits, huge. And if I do take strength or con... Uh, damage double half. What's it look like? It looks like uh, I gave this picture to Chris Blackheart, and it's like a, what the gladiators wore. It's called the manica, so it sort of goes across my right breast into a shoulder thing, and then it looks like sequential plates going down, almost like a armadillo or something on my one arm with little ties tying it to my arm. And that is it. Sick, uh, Elliot. So Juniper got the armor of Fiend Sling. It is a plus one studded leather armor. That uh, if I take a hit from a fiend at the beginning of my next turn, I will regain three hit points. So it keeps me a little bit more topped off against fighting fiends. Uh, what it looks like is it's a white leather. It's a going down all the way into white leather pants. It's double breasted. It zips up on uh, one side and the other side fits in. Uh, the studs in it are all pure platinum, uh, riveted up and down, uh, down the sides of the legs. Uh, the heels, the small heels on the boots of the armor, which are, uh, the boots are also white leather and strap up all the way in a crisscross pattern with white cloth or white uh, laces. Uh, but yeah, the boots, the heel is also made of silver. 
Uh, and then there is a stone uh, or silverish stone uh, angel feather clasp in a white cloak that flows out and the top of it where the collar is uh, it kind of comes up a little bit and then uh, comes around to cover the bottom of my face and it has a hood on the back sick badass and you all are both given cloaks from uh, with the with the angel uh, feather clasp if you all want to use them uh, you can you can decide what that looks like um, but yeah Sir Lauren Jesse? yeah so the uh, the cloaks have uh, it's the angel uh, feathers as a clasp in the middle, and uh, the outer part of the cloak, the backside that people can see, is purple, and on the inside it is yellow. Oh yeah. And then our final armor um, is actually going to Anika, armor of the heavens. Uh, good aligned creature. When you suffer damage from a spell attack cast by an evil aligned being, the armor retains some of the power. If you make a ranged or melee attack in the next turn, it will deal an extra 1d6 damage. The effect can only apply once per turn. And I didn't decide how it looked until right now. It is the exact carbon copy of Junipers, except black. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with angel wings yeah. on it, though. Do you uh, have sunglasses for different things? No, cool he doesn't costume. have sunglasses. No, I'm an underdark. Why would I make sunglasses? It just seemed like uh, a thing. Nah. That's silly. Um, <laughs> also, I also got a free pack of cigarettes while I'm down there, too. <laughs> no. All right. What's the next move? The armies are ready to go. Uh, we're still in the night before, I hope. Sure. Oh, yeah. So we'll tomorrow at tomorrow at daybreak. We'll we'll go. Um, I guess it'll just be the four of us. We'll have we'll, you know, have the kitchens make a grand feast for everybody. Do one last night of celebration. Um, where everybody in the underden we have a grand celebration before the final battle. And then we each can do our individual thing before. All right, so there is a feast happening. Again, it's it's gruel type of food from the were rats that are making it, but it's good. It tastes good. It just doesn't maybe it's not the fancy type of like turkey leg kind of feast you might have expected, but it is just you know it's uh, food bowls all around, um, different colors of ground up food that taste pretty good um, and are are nutritious and uh, um, healthy. And uh, yeah, if anyone wants to say anything, uh, feel free. Otherwise, Anika will stand up, and Anika will say, she'll raise her glass, she'll say, Those of you who speak under common, Rastos, roll an intelligence check. <laughs> check? Okay. Or check, or uh, I guess, not history. Four tent. 19. Whoa. Plus your mod. 17. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. That will work. You know that she says, uh, tomorrow, let us not die. I knew what she said, Vargas. I'm sure you did. You've been doing really well with your lessons, Mr. Rostos. Well, here's one that Hemoth slid me the other night. Cheers. Oh, we all cheers. And we all start drinking some bubbly. All right, clinkies all around. Cheers. Cheers. Got some champs. Got some champagnes. We have the flutes. Got some flutes. Got Cheers, some flutes. boys. Uh, what would you say? To, to not die tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, let's not die tomorrow. Splasiva. Crazy accent on that last one, but yeah, not bad. God, that was so funny, TJ, that moment that you're like, like, did you look that up? And you're like, no, I learned how to say pamoch. <laughs> help, help. Uh, very good. 
you all dine. Is there anything else you want to do on this last day of the feast where um, Globagool, by the way, Globagool and Stool, they were brought, um, you know, <coughs> piles of, like, the scraps, and they're just sitting on top of them, d- absorbing them. Um, Are they, like, with each other hanging out? Well, yeah, they're sitting in the corner just absorbing food. Because that's what they Sweet. That's what they do. Just something they're talking to each other. Yeah, I guess nothing that we have to go through. Excuse me, champagne makes me burp. It's okay. Uh, um, <laughs> that's a good boy. I, I guess what Juniper <laughs> said, we ask uh, all the underden denizens, if they want to come with us, feel free. If they don't, stay here, keep it safe, we'll be back. But we don't have to go through one by one. Prince Darendel will say, I will gladly join you in this merry battle. On the boat or in the front? They're in the front, the front, of course. Yikes. Okay. We don't got room on boats for these clowns. Stool will say, I've come this far. I will not turn back. Are any of your friends coming, Stool? No. <laughs> Globagool will say, I'll go to the front too. It seems just right. Uh, Sushar the Awakened will say, I'll watch over the... Oh, they're dead. We do need watching here. I do not bite. Does the stool have a headband on? Yeah. Is he wearing the Rambo headband? Yeah, still? he has yes. a green, green headband on. I'm going to untie my hair, and I'm going to tie a white headband around him, too. So awesome. he's got a green and white one. Badass. Sark and Jim Jar are going to say, You saved our hometowns. We're going to be in the front line. And Jim Jar is going to come up to you, Rostos, and he's going to give you that turban and the deck of tarot cards that he used the other week. He's going to say, I haven't told anyone this in a while. About the death? No. Stop talking. God (laughs) damn it. (sighs) Really not to ruin a moment. May luck be with you. Blessings of Garl Glitter glitter Gold be upon thee. I kind of look in his eyes. Is there a glint there or anything? I'm not Garl (laughs) Glitter Gold. You just like kneel down and stare at him. No, no, no. Thank you, Jim Jar. Elith's going to say, All right, then. Tomorrow is the day. I'm glad to be here, part of this. I'm glad to protect Gontel Grimm. And all of the material realm, as you said. I believe in you, or we believe in you. It is not us and you, but we are all now members of the Howling Dark. It is truly an alliance that has never been seen before. Absolutely unprecedented. Well then, have a good night. I'm gonna go find what Spark is up to. Fargus is in your room, jotting down more words. Uh, I go find him. Yeah, he's in there. Oh, hey. Uh, hello, Fargus. Uh, you missed a nice dinner. I'll go grab leftovers later. I can't really sleep tonight. You must. Uh, we, you know, we're leaving tomorrow. Uh, speaking of, uh, do you want me to come with you, Mr. Rassos? Uh, Fargus, I, I've made you do too much already. I don't. This is your decision. I've seen you leave. I've seen you come of your own. I can't ask you to come into certain death. It's all right with you, Mr. Rastos. 
I prefer to make sure that your story can be told. So you will stay here? I'm not saying that I'll stay here, but I want to be somewhere where your story is told, and I'm not sure that that is in Gracklestock. How can you tell my story there, Vargas? I'm not going to Gracklestock, but I cannot say that I'm staying here. Ah. Where are you going, then? I'm not sure, Mr. Rastos. I just think I have a good story to tell. Ah. Well, what if I survive? You know, I'm pretty big. I've survived a lot of falls and punches and demon eyes. Uh, I'm sure we'll meet again, Mr. Rastos. Where will I find you? We always seem to run into each other. Just like with the first time we were escaping the spider webs. Remember that? The silken paths. Mm, sheer luck. It's done as well so far, Mr. Rastos. I guess, uh... Hmm. Rastos starts picking in his pockets, which he has a loincloth on, so he doesn't really have many things in his pocket. <laughs> uh, but he, look, he starts feeling around. He has that satchel now, so he starts giving uh, little feelings inside of there, looking stuff and uh, uh can you see in the dark Farkas I can't remember nope sure can't well at least take my lantern thank you Mr. Russell it served me well it's called a bullseye lantern so I, I, I was with you when you got it and we've used it many times together well I'm just trying to say maybe you'll think of the old bull who gave it to you oh absolutely I get the pun I'm sorry to interrupt you Mr. He gives you a hug on your leg. Oh, and he sort of pats his head with his big, his big hand. Uh, hmm. We don't have, you know, a howling dark little emblem like this uh, Blingdenstone one or this old Gracklestow one. But uh, seeing as I'm freeing Gracklestow, maybe I'm not, uh, since I let it fall, I shouldn't have it. Uh, but if you tell my story... Maybe you should have it so people know you were there. Thank you, Mr. Rastos. I'll give him the, my old Thembershod pin from Gracklestow. Uh, yes, and if you need any drawings for your book, you know, they're all over no, the wall. No, I've, I've copied them down, Mr. Rastos. You did? Well, I tried my best, and he kind of shows you. He tries to, like, kind of approximate your drawings into his book he's uh, working you, on. Use the real things. Here, take I'll take collect them. them right now. I'll put them in the book. Yes. You need your rest, Mr. Rastos. I, I guess. I don't know. I, I'll be here before you leave. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out to the front now. Anything I'll, else that you all want to do? Sorry, Ross, is, is there something else you want to do? Or? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, yeah, before bed, Calban will, in his room, to Rudy. Rudy, this may rule the fate of the Underdark, and he will cast a fourth-level banishment on him, and Rudy will use his spell storing ability to hold it for the coming battle. Rudy does that. <coughs> Anything else? Lauren will sit down, since he's kind of gassed, take off his armor, uh, then affix on the front, like where the collar is, Kind of all the different pins he's a sword, kind of how a general would put uh, a bunch of different things. Cool. And a sword, all the different emblems that he's acquired in kind of an order across his left breast. Can you name them? Sure. Yeah. There's the Grackle style, the uh -huh. Thembershod one. Uh, there's the Bleeding Stone one that we had. Mm -hmm. 
There's the one. Brigand Dareth one. And there is also my caravan one. And the alliance one between uh, the uh, the Snow Devlin and and uh, the Duragar. Pretty good. And Howling Dark. Yeah. Um, you are putting these on, and you're looking in a mirror, and you see your son standing behind you. Hey, uh, you forgot one more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna give you a medallion that looks like. Let me find it really quickly. That's really good. That's a, really good. It is a wolf howling upwards. <laughs> oh my god! I thought I thought Joel was gonna go silly and give you a number one dad. <laughs> number one mm, dad. Yeah, that's something you would do. <laughs> um. So he gives you a wolf howling upwards. And in Undercommon, it says the Howling Dark. Sick. Oh, my God. Let me show it to you all. Sorry, give me one moment. It looks like... Oh, nice. That's how big we are. And he's going to pass out this uh, medallion to you four. Then uh, before he leaves, too, I will hand him... uh, the agreement we have with Battlehammer that he gave to me. I'll hand it to him and I'll say, if we succeed and I do not return, you will use this. This is the found of the new city for the Duragar. And it should be named Aru Alak or in Duragar, Great Battle Glory. And I'll hand him that and nod to him. This is a lot, a lot for me, Dad. You think I can do it? I think you can. You'll have Hani to help. Okay. All right. Now everyone get some rest. Tomorrow is the day. Make peace with whoever you have to. Okay, it is the morning of your decided time to attack. Uh, Yesterday, the last several days actually were spent um, prepping for this final battle, planning out who goes where, who is part of what faction as you all are attacking Gracklestug on two fronts. Uh, a dragon was attempted to be summoned. That failed. However, uh, divine intervention did succeed for Sir Lauren. He was blessed by his goddess who agreed to allow him to create a massive beacon of sunlight above the city of Gracklestug when he casts it. We are in the Underden, as, um, or outside of the Underden, as the armies are ready to, to march out. Uh, one is going to head to the west, whereupon they're going to go around the tunnels to the front of Gracklestug and attack that gate, led by uh, Eldith and um, many of your melee NPC friends, whereas you all are going aboard the ships, the, the Dark Lake, to the Dark Lake um, docks other entrance to grackle stuff. Did the nerds get up to Underden? Well, they didn't come themselves, but the weapons um, came. They're trained engineers, though, with the Spurk Neblin. Yeah, you have a ballista, a trebuchet, and the Tsarbushka, which is a giant cannon that has never been fired. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make it's sure. all theoretical. Yep, it's all there. Yep. All right, as we uh, as we line up the armies, prepare to move away, 
uh, the pile gather the party kind of in front of uh, in front of them all. Nod to each of them uh, and take a step forward. <clears throat> Today, friends, allies, and companions, we decide the fate of both the Underdark and Sunlit Realms. Those who were once members of Grakosta are now twisted into demons, a fate that will certainly be shared by all if we do not succeed today. Hundreds of thousands of lives are counting on us, and those who have fallen are watching across the plains to witness their revenge come to fruition. Today, we eliminate the demon threat. Today, we forge a new alliance across races. We are the calm of the calamity, the order to the onslaught. We are the raging light, the howling dark. That was dope. That was sick. Uh, the crowd erupts uh, with fervor and, uh, and support. And uh, fists are raised, armaments are raised. You see some people, they have a, a flagon raised, right? And um, Eldith gives, looks at you all and she says, We're going by foot. What's the signal? The signal is when you see the light of day cross the entirety of Grakosta. When you see that, fire the cannon that has never been fired. Understood. We'll make our way there then. Best of luck. And she reaches out, shakes each one of your hands. We wish you good fortune, Eldith. Um, and the melee on foot people take off the infantry army along with the, the lizard cavalry as well. Uh, they head off to the west, and you all are left with your naval division, um, the Bregendarth, and you all, as well as the six captains. I guess after the other army departed, I would gather the rest of the party, maybe a little bit separated, and um, talk to them one last time. Um, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and he'll pull out those pigments of paint that he, uh, Caliban, has been working on and start to paint on Rudy these symbols and and war paint and just kind of monologue for a second and uh, tell them, you know. When I was growing up, my father liked to read to me and I love the stories of warriors and battles and exciting things. Certain things stick with you and some don't, but I remember them painting themselves before going into battle. It was not only supposed to intimidate their foes, and he's painting Rudy this whole time with this murky red kind of clumpy paint, not only intimidate their foes, but embolden their courage I feel courage when I'm with you all, you three. And everywhere we've been in the Underdark, whether it was traveling or here in the Underden or just anywhere that I traveled with you all, it felt like home. Because at the end of the day, home is where your family is. And I found family in you three you emboldened me with courage. So, this is to be the end. This is to be success. Just 
I very much wanted to thank you and know that I feel courage and home when I'm with you. And I'll start doing more paint on Caliban's face and kind of turn and have my mortar and pestle to see if anybody else wants to get some and kind of ritualistically apply it if they would like. Anyone wants some more paint? Dope speech, by the way. Absolutely. Sir Lauren takes some more paint. I will let you spread it in a horizontal line across my eyes. <laughs> Rastos. Uh, Rastos will quick run inside. Oh, that's good. Wait, wait one second. And I run and grab uh, my painter's supplies, and I grab white paint and a brush. And I come and uh, I put a little white uh, flower on Caliban. This is what I'm fighting for. It's a flower that's the above. That's where I'll see Farkas one day. Reach up and grip his shoulder, if I can reach it. Thank you, friend. Yes, uh, if you can just give me a little blue whatever, wolf or a, or a cave. And I'll just put the red paint in both of my thumbs and put it near his, where his, the, the bridge of his nose meets his eyes and do a sweeping curved uh, line on each side of his face around his cheekbones and down to his chin Badass. and then cross it under his cheekbones. Go Bulls. So dope. Well, let's see what those ships are made of. Yeah, we'll start turning to walk off. Bring a death. I won't be made of skin flag today. No. <laughs> they all bang bang up. Bang. Yeah, they all give you fist bumps, and they know it's it's a it's a perverted joke by now. There's no way you're gonna be made a skin flag. <laughs> is yeah. is uh, Farkas money anywhere when we leave? We don't see him. We don't see him. He just left in the night. So you all make your way to the ships, and they're all ready to go. Greg and Dareth have them loaded up, and everyone hops aboard. Hane takes her ship. Um, by the way, I should describe that each ship is ran by Bregendareth Drow, right? They need to be manned by at least five people. Um, however, each of the leaders underneath the captain, I guess you could call them like first mate or something like that, would be a female drow, right? She runs that, and the rest of them are going to be male drow. Right? And then we the named a captain from our party from within each ship, right? Yep. Lauren, yep. Hane, Alistine, Biggs, Wedge, and Anika. And you all go to your ship. The Howling Dark is all above or aboard um, Sir Lauren's ship. Do you want Anika to still be a captain, or do you want her to be with you? Uh, probably with us. Yeah. yeah. All right, Anika's going aboard with you. That last ship will be manned by the first mate. Gotcha. Okay. And you all begin to take off across the cold, dark lake. And as you're going across it, you hear a bit of a shanty. They came from the dark out of the abyss, our standard of living well we would miss. Would this dark world again feel glee? Now a will sing with me. Raise them high, drink for your life, we sail in the new moonlight. Raise them high for one last time, with the howling dark we fight. Now laughing death she came and she went, and the last thing they heard was her accent. She murdered and slayed so many a fiend, then come a sing with me. 
Raise him high, drink for your life, we sail in the new moonlight. Raise him high for one last time, with the howling dog we fight. The bovine one wielded the bright flame, and thousands of demons, well, he would maim. Though he all he wanted was to be free, now dear Abril, chant with me. Raise him high, drink for your life, we sail in the new moonlight. Raise him high for one last time with the howling dark we fight. And light was scarce for all but Lauren. Shield in hand, he stayed a warren. Unite the underdark was his decree. My dear Abril, belt with me. Raise him high, drink for your life. We sail in the new moonlight. Raise him high for one last time with the howling dark we fight. The brains of the group studied the profane With fiend in his blood, he knew the arcane With the wink, he turned a demon to a flea Now it's time to sing with me Raise him high, drink for your life We sail in the new moonlight Raise him high for one last time With the howling dark we fight Raise them high one last time With the howling dark we fight Oh my fucking fuck, god, are you dude. fucking kidding me? That's badass. Oh my god. <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Rosdus, oh you can tell that Fargus was leading the chant. He's down below. No. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck. Oh my god, dude. That was gut wrenching. <laughs> in my mind, it was like the gangs in New York while they're all getting ready to oh right yeah, on the god. boat. Oh my god, dude. I want to have been dripping myself in oil during Totally. That yeah, I guess during that montage, I would have cast a third eye and some blue energy near my forehead. Um, and I have uh, can see invisibility out of out to ten feet until my next rest. Sick. I, and then I immediately run downstairs after I'm covered and dripping in oil, and I'm pulling the, my strips out and dripping them in oil. And uh, I'm Fargus like, is there with a flag and raised high. Fargus, what, what is this? I thought you were going somewhere. I just wanted to surprise you. I wrote a song for you. It's the best song you've written, but you know you've set on a. Uh, a ship towards perhaps death. We'll be fine. We're always fine, Mr. Rostos. Raise them high one last time. <laughs> Rostos will take his him sort of holding the flag that he's raising. He'll put Farkas up on his shoulders. He's really high. No, I'll drink to that. Around this time, though, you hear a piercing scream throughout the cave. <sighs> and you hear a Those of you up top can see a bright purple thing flying around in the skies above, and it is trying to light up one of your ships. It missed the first time you are being attacked by a young amethyst dragon. About this time, another one shows up, kind of glowing, kind of a pearlish, off-white light, and it goes on the other side. 